The Depressed Reds, a podcast made by the Depressed United fans for Depressed United fans. Please welcome your host, Ishan Nair. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Depressed Reds podcast. And what a game it was on... What a game it was uh, Monday. Yeah, what a game it was on Monday. Electrifying atmosphere at Old Trafford. Electrifying result. It it means a lot of things for us as a club where we move from here. The decisions Ten Hag made, obviously, it it did surprise a few people, but it it did it it did the trick. We looked like a completely different team compared to what we what we did at, on the pitch at Brentford. And yeah, so today we have Delwyn joining us. What's up, Delwyn? Hi, Sean, and I really can't wait to get in and speak about the game. You know, yesterday. Yeah, it was finally something to be positive about this season. Correct. Yeah, this won't be a depressed Reds podcast. It'll be impressed Reds podcast. You know, it's so there's something to be impressed about, and yeah. So we will be talking about overall the squad performance, Ten Hag's decisions, the omissions, things like that, and of course, uh, talking about the Casemiro signing, what it means, how we shape up, and things like that. So yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, first things first. Uh, obviously the. Be- before before the game yesterday, there was a, there were a lot of things going on off the field, and and that's in in lieu of the protests and things like that against the Glazers, and surprise they did end up unveiling Casemiro before the game, and I'm sure this was to alleviate some of the tension that was hovering around Old Trafford, and I I don't, I think most United fans are surprised that we ended up signing him, especially with the whole Frankie fiasco. He's a great signing, don't get me wrong, but it reeks of desperation because this came out of nowhere. I think we got lucky, but yeah, I guess it alleviated some of the tension. What do you think, Delwyn? So, yeah, like you rightly said, uh, Casemiro was unveiled at Old Trafford and surprisingly the stadium was rather full, keeping in mind that the protest initially was circulated around keeping the stadium empty for the Correct, game. Yeah. yeah. However, uh, there were crowds, but... Contrary to that, there was a sizable amount of people for the protest as well. It was reported to have around close to 10,000 people oh. who, who marched in towards Old Trafford for the process. Uh, and yeah, so all in all, while it was a successful protest, it was peaceful, thankfully. There was no incidents of violence or anything like that. But uh, the Glazers did manage to get off. The pressure is still there, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of pressure on there's a lot of pressure on all fronts for the Glazers to sell the club. Now more than ever. But uh, Casemiro surely ensured that there were seats there were people sitting on seats to watch him and, you know, get get the excitement and the feel. So there were close to ten thousand people who were reported to have attended the protests and uh, while that was considered to be a success, it was also peaceful, which was all that we wanted. We did not want any sort of violence being uh, uh, displayed or ensuring that no one was harmed in the protest. It was peaceful. It meant it was meant to be peaceful. So while the Glazers did manage to get a little bit of pressure off, they still are under a lot of uh, duress from all sides to ensure that they sell the club now more than ever. However, the Casemiro ploy did work into their favour and while there were there were supporters in the stadium who rooted for the arrival of Casemiro, 
the the chants of support immediately changed to getting glazers out inside the stadium as well that was good to so see. yeah so while there was appreciation for the signing uh, the fans do know that there is something greater at stake here and they were very well aware of the fact and so they kept the pressure on yeah even during like uh, right after we scored the goals after like the immediate celebrations all the chants were aimed at the Glazers. And I thought that yeah. was I thought that was really powerful because obviously I missed all the positivity to still get that message out. I think I think that that's 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 pretty big. And of course with like Jim Ratcliffe the, all the news about Jim Ratcliffe's potential investors coming in. I think it's it's shaping up to be a very interesting time to be a United fan and Exactly. Yeah, we, we all we can do just speculate. Yes. Because the fa- I think the fans are very well aware that if there is a time that the club can be sold it is right now yeah so so they're wanting to hammer that advantage now and they want to make sure that this happens and this is not a pipe dream anymore because there are viable owners waiting we know it we are aware of it media so coverage the fans, yes exactly so the fans fans are finally making their voices heard yeah it's right now yeah it's a very interesting position that us we fans find ourselves in and a very unique position of power after a long time but yeah so we can just speculate and just wait to see what happens from the owner side of things so yeah now we're going to talk about the squad the, the overall team's performance yesterday and honestly i couldn't think of one really i couldn't think of any negatives really the way we played i think everyone was on point i think some malasia martinez and varan i think they deserve special shout outs Martinez especially, he was on top of everything. Varane looked flawless. Malasia had that fight, which I think we lacked in the past two games. We were a bit toothless in the other games. We were up for it right from the get-go uh, last game. And it, I think it, it, it picked up the crowd also. Everyone, everyone thought, okay, yeah, fine, these guys are up for it, let's get behind them. And I think that was essentially where things went wrong for Liverpool because... They, they, they weren't at the races anyway and I think they would have sort of banked on the fact that we also wouldn't have because we've not been at the races for the past four or five months and that sort of that aggression at the beginning obviously helped and our players picked up on that and it obviously that that performance was honestly I think it was a tactical masterclass but it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that a genius uh, could have couldn't have figured out or anything like that our main issue last week was pick, uh, passing out from the back and all together we just eliminated that every time De Gea got the ball he almost always just hoofed it up the pitch we talked about it last episode we, all we kept saying was just just keep it simple and obviously we did that I, I think everyone everyone did their bit Sancho Sancho was brilliant Rashford was a bit bit sloppy <coughs> here and there but he, he looked good Elanga was Again, that energy that we needed up front. And yeah, Delvin, what do you think? Yeah, like you said, I think we were speaking on the last episode, uh, what did we think that the final score of this game would be? And I clearly remember you saying that, you know, uh, you were expecting a double-digit mauling. Honestly. I, yeah, and if things went well, you were expecting a 4-0 win for Liverpool. Correct. Well, uh, things went really 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 well <laughs> and uh, you and we also spoke about this team needing jesus and all the other gods in tandem 
I think all of them heard what we had to say. So maybe do they do listen to our podcast? Honestly. So yeah, I I think so. That was good because I think all of us as fans we wanted a response. I spoke about the players playing for the batch in the last episode. Yeah. So I think they did from the get go. We seen eleven players determined to put in a shift on the ground. Uh, they were willing to put their body and uh, body on the line for everything and anything that was there. Uh, they outran Liverpool. They outthought Liverpool. Uh, they were quick on every second ball. They were they were there for any possible contingencies. And that that started off by you know a lot of people would say that it was no, it was a nothing moment in the context. But for us as a team, that was just sort of energy that we Correct. needed. It all started yeah, yeah. with the with Lisandro Martinez shoulder barging Mo Salah after Correct. committing a foul. First right seconds. in the first. Yes, in the first 30 seconds itself. Yes, Salah took it sportingly and he gave a big smile. But that particular incident, that particular moment, just jolted everyone into life, and that was well, that was reciprocated by the fans in the stadium. Uh, they fed off that energy that Martinez provided, and so did the rest of the players. Everyone were at their it was electric. Yeah, exactly. We've never had this atmosphere in Old Trafford for a long, long time. And keeping in mind that this is the same Liverpool side who smashed us 9-0 on aggregate last year, uh, we did not give them a sniff in the first 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, we were all over them. Uh, we kept on attacking. We kept on uh, knocking at the door. And if it wasn't for Elanga's unfortunate miss, we would have been two or three goals to the good in the first half itself. But uh, overall, a very flawless performance. Uh, the first goal was pure class. Ice Honestly, cold composure. Yeah. Ice cold composure from Sancho, you know. To have the presence of mind to, you know, send Milner for a hot kebab and then... Uh, Excellent captaincy from Bruno also to show where the yeah, goal is. Show, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it was all in all a thing of beauty, that goal. And, you know, it also does a world of good for Sancho's confidence. Uh, keeping in mind that he's been under the pump for quite a while now. Uh, he's been there's the price tag pressure, the fact that he was bought on such massive outlay by the club, and then to put in a performance like this, to put in a goal like this, speaks magnitudes about the fact that yes, there is a player somewhere who will be there when we need him to, and the only way from here is up. Similarly for Ashford, uh, you we we always pointed out that Rashford has been doing overcomplicating things, not keeping it simple. But today he did what he does best, that is run. He just ran at Trent Alexander-Arnold. Every single opportunity he got, so did Alanga. It was the simple things that we did right, and that is what was the massive difference in this game. Like you said, Varane was composed, Martinez was absolutely flawless, Malasia and Dalo put in one hell of a shift at the game. So yeah, all in all, it was a beautiful performance, and you know, I've never been so happy over, a lo- over quite a while. But then again, we cannot uh, raise our expectations. It's cautious optimism for me. But I'll take this win any time of the day. I'll for me, it's win. less cautious optimism and more unre- unre- unreasonable jubilation. Just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reaching at straws at this point. After, after the lows of the past four or five months, this was, this was night and day compared to what, what we'd been seeing in the past. And yeah, oh, it was... A very good result in the context of things. I think Liverpool are still on two points. I think they're like 16th or something like that. It, obviously, alarm bells would be ringing over at Anfield, but we don't really care about them. Uh, honestly, again, I, I, I'm, I'm still, I still can't believe 
what what I saw yesterday. I I I keep thinking, did that really happen? Did that really happen? Because we we were we you talked about we we just kept ranting on about keeping things simple, playing for the badge. You know, with other clubs, that's that's given, but we 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 are going getting over the moon that oh my god, these guys actually showed up, put in a decent shift. Everyone was up for it, and yeah, this uh, this is this is a a stepping stone onto hopefully greater greater matches of course we have southampton this weekend and i don't know how that would go assuming i think would do you think casemiro will play uh if his visa issue is sorted i think he will play the southampton game on saturday i think he is most probably slated to play the saturday but i'm not sure whether he'll start since it's it's going to be his first training session tomorrow hmm. uh, i think it was his first training session today if i'm not mistaken but then it is it's all like uh, ten hag already pointed out in the post game that he will have a part to play in the side i think he's going to be an immediate addition to the starting 11 although i do feel that it would be better that he comes off the bench against southampton mm-hmm. to just you know get a to get a feel of the game and to get a feel of the premier league you know because no because there will be an element of you know a climatization to you know just make sure what the conditions are Yeah, yeah, correct. That's not a valid point. I think obviously Casemiro would be coming in for someone like McTominay, and I never Absolutely. thought it, I I never thought I'd say this, but I honestly think McTominay was class yesterday. I think he 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 looked like he was gliding in midfield. Yeah. It's such so, false yeah. optimism. He'll not never do this again for the next six months. But he's already his United career is already done for me. That was no, all so that was. So what exactly? So what exactly? the reason why mctominay looked so good yesterday was if you notice a lot of the attacking moves did not flow through him he did Correct. not have the ball he did not have the he ball he wasn't carrying the ball or anything yeah, exactly yeah. so what so he was entrusted with only one job and his job was to just tackle the living daylights out of anyone when a liverpool shirt who has the ball hmm. and that is what he did to the t that is what he's probably best known for to break up the play he's very ordinary with the ball at his feet So Ten Hag did the wise thing by not by, uh, not making him one of the recipients of the ball to you know build up attacking moves and attacking actions as such. So all in all, it was a very good performance for McTominay. Yes, no doubt. But then I don't think I'm going to see him in the starting eleven no, for the foreseeable future at least. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. I think the, the the game yesterday showed a certain degree of adaptability which all good sides needed because. Liverpool they they tried playing it out from the back from from the beginning and they we all we did we 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 closed down their center backs and we had Bruno following the pivot and all Liverpool tried to do was to was they tried to get an extra option in the pivot by adding like like Elliot or someone would come deep normally one simple move like that would have absolutely would have absolutely broken up our press i think last season that happened countless times We'd we'd brainlessly press, lose all our shape because of one simple change, and that just complete collapse from a de- from a defensive side of things. But even with how much Liverpool tried to chop and change yesterday, they tried to get past the press. I we adapted really well. I I I was really surprised to see that we we defended with our brains. We kept our cool. We pressed rationally. We we weren't running like headless chickens. 
I think that that was that was one of the one of something that caught my eye yesterday. Yeah. So basically, what happened is we we had a we had a reshuffle of the backline. So out went uh, the English duo of Luke Shaw and Maguire. And here's the thing, right? Uh, this is why uh, Varane is so important. He marshals that backline so commandingly, without giving that impression that he is the commanding one. You know. Mm. Varan is the type of defender that leads by example, not by voice. He's not really one of the most vocal members, but then he makes sure that all the players follow his lead with his actions. So, Lisandro and Varan worked beautifully in tandem. Correct. While uh, while Lisandro was the butcher, quite literally, uh, he broke up plays at will. Varan was the quintessential classier defender of the two. you know smoothly taking the ball out progressing it very well knowing the awareness of space the players available to him and marshaling that defense very very beautifully there is a reason why he's called a rolls royce defender and his performance yesterday also the hi- also highlights the fact that how important fit varan is to united's fortunes as a club so the fitness of varan and martinez is way to integral for us at this point and uh, yeah all in all we were very good at the back we deserved the clean sheet let's be honest we deserved the clean sheet yeah, yeah. it was very un- we it was very unfortunate that sala managed to you know score on the rebound in th- and just that put a dampener on things but uh, our defense which is normally the butt of all jokes you know there were a lot of jokes that were circulated about lisandro martinez's height Correct. obviously But I'll give you one stat. You know, uh, Lisandro Martinez in his three games has not lost a single aerial, aerial duel. duel. Correct, yeah. He's won all of them, in spite of losing four nil to Brentford and two one to Brighton. He won all his aerial duels. So, if you're skilled, if you're good at what you do, I don't think height or anything is much of an issue as long as you do your job well. Yeah. So I think that's that 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 sort of point on the two the the centre back pairing is a perfect segue into our next topic. Uh, which would focus on Ten Hag's omission, so Shaw, Maguire, and Ronaldo. Uh, Maguire being Maguire being uh, placed on the bench, I think is a lot is very significant because just uh, just a month or two back, Ten Hag did name Maguire as his captain over the summer. A lot of eyebrows were raised, including mine. I I thought Maguire would finally be found out for the fraud he is. and him getting dropped for such a big game like liverpool i think is very significant i think it it was great that he was dropped it takes some serious serious balls if forgive me for being crude drop someone like maguire ronaldo and shaw in the same game obviously it paid off but a lot of people would say yeah but ronaldo is like the biggest player and things like that but ultimately it's it's to serve the manager's needs despite the personality he is ronaldo and aguar show it i think it was great to see that ten hag took took things by the scruff of its neck and okay. uh, of course it paid off so what do you think so make no mistake coming into this liverpool game ten hag was under pressure okay there was a lot of scrutiny and there was the burden of expectation so if united would have lost this game uh, ten hag would have been the first manager in over 100 years to lose his first three games in charge as united manager so there was a lot of weight of expectation and uh, there was a lot of talk about what will his team be will ronaldo come in what would have been the outlook so on and so forth so it was a it 
now dropping Maguire makes a statement in itself because he's club captain first of all. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair enough. But dropping Ronaldo is a much different ball game than compared to dropping Maguire because make no mistake, Ronaldo is a global superstar. The scrutiny on Ronaldo and anything what Ronaldo does or anything that is involved with Ronaldo will obviously generate a lot of buzz all around the world. Yeah. So dropping Ronaldo and dropping Maguire. It was gutsy, you know. It was just something that was out of the blue. But credit to Ten Hag, you know, he backed his instinct as a manager. This is why he's manager and we aren't. So, yeah. so he backed his instinct. He backed his gut, and then uh, the result was there for everyone to see. You know, uh, the players bought into his philosophy, mm. and to a certain extent, he also changed accordingly. So he he managed to adapt as well. Uh, he played an altogether different uh, style of play like you said uh, De Gea exclusively l- looked long instead of playing out from the back which worked horrendously against our favour in the first two games Yeah. so so there was there were subtle uh, tactical adjustments and all in all you know uh, what a way to start your uh, open your account with a win against your arch rivals you know uh, we, we started our Ten Hag's first unofficial victory came against Liverpool. Ten Hag's right. first official victory also came against Liverpool. So, you know, this could be a sign of things to come if these players buy into what Ten Hag is trying to preach. And if they just put in shifts like this every week in, week out, I think we will be in a very good headspace in the weeks to come because there are a lot of important... Every game is important from here on. We've already lost a lot of ground after losing the first two games. We are still in the bottom half of the table in spite of the victory. So there's a lot of work to be done. But yeah, this is a good start. Yeah, a lot of positives to be taken from yesterday. One, one, one great positive was Martial's performance when he came off the bench. I thought, I thought our attack looked really fluid. He, as usual, he was really cool. That assist to Rashford, I honestly thought he would continue dribbling. But I, d- I didn't really expect that out of Martial because... I've I've I'm like I've been gaga about his ability and things like that, but it's very easy to see that like it's very easy to assume that he he doesn't put in effort, he doesn't care about the bad and things like that. But I think over this preseason, we've 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 seen the sort of player that he could be under Ten Hag, and as soon as he came on, I think we were under the cosh for quite a while. I think after the first twenty-five minute spell that we had, we were. We, we couldn't get a hold of the ball and when we did we were we were we, our retention wasn't very good and I think when Martial came on I think things looked a lot more calmer of course we were still playing on the counter but he, he held the ball up nicely he carried the ball I, th- I thought his performance also went a bit unsung of course he ended up with the assist for Rashford and I think he'll end he will end up starting on uh, Saturday I think we'd look a, a, a lot better with him because of course Ronaldo is not that mobile anymore, he won't be able to press things like that, and I think Martial is so much better at like linking play. He's like an unpolished Firmino, but a little more clinical. If you get what I'm saying. You can't compare Firmino with Martial. Firmino was practically invisible last game. So what are you talking about? I didn't see him anywhere. I didn't see Firmino anywhere. No, I'm talking in, in like terms of like play styles and like general career. It's like Martial's not like your number nine. He's like a very, he's like a number ten. He's like a nine point five, if you get what I'm saying. So yeah, like 
like you rightly said, you know, uh, I was personally surprised to see Martial come out of the tunnel because I was of the opinion that Ronaldo would be coming out in the second half, obviously, uh, because after 25 minutes we were down on intensity and that gave Liverpool a foothold into the game even though they didn't manage to create much. Uh, but yeah, they were slowly and steadily getting into the game. The arrival of Martial changed that because of his fluid interplay with the side, with the front three. While you were surprised with the pass, I was surprised with Rashford, you know, because normally the poor guy has been short of confidence so much. Uh, he's been bought down. He's had a horrendous six, four, six to seven months. Uh, and all in all, that would have always had a negative impact on his confidence. And the fact that he's a mank, he's, he's, he's been a Boyhood United fan. So he, he has that emotional connect with the team as well, uh, compared to the others. So, you know, it was, very, it was very heartening to see Rashford finally get that goal. And his celebration was evident testament to the fact that, you know, how much that goal meant to him and how much that moment meant to him in that point in time, you know. It was, it was a celebration of a man who finally breathed the sigh of relief. That is exactly what he did. And, you know, uh, Martial was great. And I concur with your point that he will start against Southampton. You know, because he just gives that extra level of fluidity to the side. Uh, it enables us to be more uh, creative and to get give us more avenues when uh, Martial has the ball at his feet so that there are even more runners. Because what Martial does is that... He holds the ball long enough for the other players to, you know, just make those runs and that makes him all the more lethal. Yeah, uh, I think I think we be also we'll also be able to see a whole new dimension of this team on against Southampton because obviously yesterday a lot of our attacks were off the counter and against I think his over the past few years we have we have struggled against teams that play low blocks against us and I, I do think exactly. Exactly. I think Martial will definitely help with that sort of inter interlinkage of play and things like that. And I, I'm I'm very I'm very optimistic about the game on Saturday. I sh I really shouldn't be with the way results have gone, but I think this this match was a new injection of positivity that I think all us United fans needed, and it gives us something to look forward to. And of course, there's the whole who who are we gonna sign Monopoly and all things like that because we we don't even know what's gonna happen at this point. Like, if you ask me who we'd signed this time last month, I would have said, I would have definitely said Anthony and De Jong. We still haven't signed De Jong. We're, we're getting closer and closer to Anthony. I, I think any player that comes in now, I think, at this point, I, it'd be hard to say that it's not a panic buy. But, of course, we're, we're, we're trying to get 100 million. If we're paying 100 million on Anthony, which I think is crazy. But, yeah, it just, it just makes things more spicy and more See, at this point so at this point uh, we are, as it is already the butt of jokes you know mm. uh, from from a transfer point of view so even if we don't pay the money we're going to be made fun of even if we pay the money we're going to be made fun of i personally believe might as well pay the money right now you know you have nothing to lose yeah we're not uh, in a position to negotiate regardless. yeah exactly uh, we are, we are uh, beggars can't be choosers correct so uh, we know where we are so you know might as well shell out the money right now you know you t you you've, you've talked you've spoken a big game about high quality signings coming in now and i think now's the time for you to walk uh, to talk the talk you know get in the players that we need uh, we we would love the players to uh, come in and you know 
improve the quality of the side but we still know that we want the owners out of the club so as a fan point of view i would wholeheartedly appreciate the new signings because it because it helps us as a team it helps us as a unit but at the same time i'm mindful of the fact that you know these owners are not the right people to lead us forward so yeah things are sort of looking up after the game after after the liverpool game i did not think i'd be saying that i was anticipating an absolute mauling to say the least i was expecting four or five goals to be conceded but hey we turned up we played well liverpool didn't and we schooled them at home i again i still can't believe that it happened but yeah we we look forward to the game on saturday against southampton and yeah that's all we have for today's episode of the depressed reds podcast well this this is the impressed reds podcast for, just for this episode and yeah so thank you delvin for joining thank you for having me ishan it was great talking Yeah so stay tuned for the next episode of the Depressed Reds podcast uh, it should come out sometime this week in fact assuming that there is some bombshell transfer news so yeah stay tuned for the next episode have a good one